Uh, there are reports tonight that police in Colorado were called to a restaurant on Saturday after Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and her ex-husband allegedly got into a physical altercation. Jason Boebert told the Daily Beast that his ex-wife, quote, punched him in the face several times. Boebert denied the claim uh, in a statement to The Washington Post saying this is a sad situation for all that keeps escalating and another reason why she says she's moving away from her district. We should note that no one was arrested and CNN has reached out to both parties for comment. We have not yet heard back. Let's discuss more now with CNN senior political analyst John Avalon and CNN political commentator and host of PBS Firing Line, Margaret Hoover. Uh, guys, uh, great to have you on. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, John, John, I mean, we don't want to I, I spend too much time talking about this Boebert situation, but this is, I guess, yet again, another uh, situation that she's going to have to deal with. And as we saw in the, during the midterms, I mean, it, it's not a lock that she returns to Congress next time around. She's going she's to be in a tough fight. Look, it was a razor thin margin the first time around. M Margaret here is from Colorado, but I just say, you know, stay classy. I mean, what, the, the, the sheer number of self inflicted sort of face plants that Lowen Boebert imposes on her constituents through her personal behavior should be enough to be disqualifying. She's shifting districts to get to a safer district, safer district. Uh, it yeah. being vacated by Ken Buck. But but you'd hope that Republicans would would have some common sense to say that, that this this doesn't represent conservative values among other things. Yeah. And Margaret, let's uh, let's turn to the Iowa caucuses. Uh, we're only about a week away now. Uh, Trump, of course, uh, ramping up his rhetoric in all sorts of ways, but he has been going after Nikki Haley more. Let's listen to what he's been saying on the campaign trail this weekend. She didn't use the word slavery, which was interesting. I don't know that it's it's going to have an impact, but you know, I'd say slavery is sort of the obvious answer. I'm supposed to supposed to about three paragraphs of bullshit. Nikki would sell you out just like she sold me out. I mean, I'll never run against him. He was a great president. Why would I run? Ladies and gentlemen, I've decided to run. Nikki Haley and the rest have never will. They're never going to be into securing the border because they're globalists. Yeah, Margaret, he, he does sound a little worried about Nikki Haley. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's worried about Nikki Haley, honestly. No. None of the look. The polling has never historically had a any, a any candidate so far ahead that has lost, in, and that's in Iowa specifically. Um, what I think he is doing is taking a swipe at Nikki because hmm. he is not worried about DeSantis anymore in Iowa, and Nikki is is the next On the closest. Rise, yeah. I mean, Nikki has spent more money in Iowa lately in terms of um, ad buys, digital buys, her media buys. She also had a major shift of donor support come her way, which she's been able to invest in Iowa to try to get closer. I mean, what Nikki and DeSantis are doing is they're vying for second place and they're trying to ensure that the margin between Trump's lead and their second place finish is defensible enough to create momentum going into New Hampshire. Uh, so yeah. Trump taking a hit at her, uh, I don't think, I mean, I think it demonstrates an awareness that she is the, the person who's on the rise. But what it also does is rally his folks against her. Mm -hmm. And that's that's serious. I mean, the fact that he took a hit at her hit her slavery answer and oh, then that's... said that she would say that is, is, a, is a fascinating twist. I mean, I got to jump in yeah. there just because. Go ahead. Will Trump lecture anyone about American history? is the start of a really good time, if you like irony. I mean, this is a guy who said just a few days ago that, you know, he could have negotiated an end to the Civil War, you know, before, it's, before it began. You know, it didn't have to, didn't have to come to that. I mean, he's yeah. got a Would have been just another business deal, you know. 
the Civil yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody expressing fascination that, that Lincoln and Frederick Douglass were Republicans. Nobody knew that. Uh, and, and just over and over and over again. So when, when Donald Trump's lecturing you about, you know, the Civil War history, you know, take it with a pound of salt. Yeah. Uh, and guys, I mean, speaking of Trump's rhetoric, I, I'm sure you saw this. He went after John McCain yet again. Uh, he mocked the late senator for injuries he sustained uh, while serving uh, his country. Let's listen to that. We're going to fight for much better health care than Obamacare. Obamacare is a catastrophe. Nobody talks about it. You know, without John McCain, we would have had it done. But John McCain, for some reason, couldn't get his arm up that day. Remember, he goes that like that. That was the end of that. Now, McCain's daughter, Megan, is responding. Maybe you guys saw this on X. Uh, yeah. she's, she writes, Trump is a piece of excrement. Um, and, you know, uh, you know she, she obviously is not... Did she actually write gonna, excrement? Yeah, well, no, she did not. I'm, I'm trying to keep it classy yeah, here. <laughs> on a Sunday evening in America. But she said Trump is a piece of blank, election-denying huckster whose own wife won't yeah. campaign with him. Um, guys, you know, let, let's... Let's break this down a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's done this before, but it also, I think, speaks to there are some ghosts that just haunt him forever, it seems. I, I think it's I think you're exactly right. I think he can't forgive anybody who ever uh, went way, went sideways with him. I think that's part of it. He, I mean, he's literally there's story upon story, memoir upon memoir of anybody who somehow wasn't fully in line with him, that, that crossed him in some way he can never let go. But then there's a little bit of this replaying the greatest hits, the things that worked the first time around in 2015, 2016. It's like, ah, oh, it's time for the good old, the oldies again. Um, yeah. And I but, think, I think we, it's just, it's too easy to, to become numb to it. Yeah. And, and the thing that's so important is that Donald Trump is, and, and, and the country has to know this and be reminded of this, because we haven't always covered him in the last few years the way we did previously, but he is poised to be the Republican nominee for president again. And, yeah. and so we have to cover and, all of this yeah. all over again. And, and, and you know, Cadet Bonespur is, is criticizing someone who spent, you know, multiple years as a prisoner of war in the Hanoi Hilton, which is why he couldn't raise his arm. Yes. And, 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 and that combined with the combination of comments he made to, uh, you know, joint Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Milley, uh, about, I mean, questioning the fundamental reasons why people serve and sacrifice themselves for something larger. That just shows contempt. John shows John Kelly. I apologize. John Kelly. Uh, shows contempt for for the sacrifices that people make in uniform, which he has no idea about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it part of it? He he feels inferior. Uh, there's an inferiority complex there when it comes to dealing with people who are war heroes, people who have served their country admirably, bravely. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, and I think to your point, he, he's used to people taking a knee inside the Republican Party, and when people don't like John McCain, he can't get it out of his head. Yeah. All right, John and Margo, great to talk to you guys. As always, glad you're back. Happy New Year. Thanks a lot. Happy Good to see you. Be well. Appreciate it.